Frowntown. I we did not discuss frown. who was going first. <laughs> frown, 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 frown town, frown town, frown town. It's uh I was listening to a lot of Curtis Mayfield the last few days. I'm you have sorry, a, what you have a real say? Curtis Mayfield look to you. I actually like if I that's a Curtis Mayfield look you have going right now. An albino Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> uh oh, I'm Jay Jones. Oh, I'm V Chatty. Hi, what's up? Yeah, and as you heard, this is Frown Town. Uh first of all, welcome back. That's um Yeah. V. I I have had an yeah. experience lately that I want to talk about, and I need to get it off my chest. Um, so there are these magical places for Black people. I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, but for for Black people, the beauty salon slash barber shop. I don't want to guess. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I feel like if I guessed, <laughs> it would have been bad. Well, like, just <laughs> avoid like liquor store, horse track. <laughs> Just avoid the stereotypes. <laughs> you would have been fine. You could have been like, I don't know, Whole Foods. I'd be like, Oh God, bless you. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I would never say that. I, <laughs> the only black people in Whole Foods I've ever seen there work there. I know. Uh, that's why it's so amazing for us because they pay amazing. Uh, they have benefits. <laughs> they used to have better benefits. They used to have 10 better years benefits. Ago. Well, yeah. Yeah, they used to have. Used to get stock in Whole Foods, and um, they used to have really good benefits, and you got twenty percent off like that of stock your groceries. Didn't last long. That, that stock went up super high after a while. Like you're like getting paid way too much money. Like after a certain point, like you don't have a check to take home because the stock is worth too much. Well, no, they give you your check, but then they also give you yeah, stock. but you pay taxes on the stock. Oh, I I have stock that Starbucks gave me, and I've never paid taxes on you, it. You did. It probably got taken out of your check, and you didn't even realize it. Oh well, I don't care because. <laughs> You know what? When I was 19, I put $800 of my paycheck. Mm-hmm. It was 1% of my paycheck for two years. And that was $800. So you can tell how much I made. <laughs> we could do math. We could get, Not good. We could math it out. I'm not gonna, but we could. Well, we're not gonna. But if you at home want to math out how much money I made when I was 19, it was not very much. Uh, but I will say I put $800 into Starbucks stock. And now I have... Uh, like twelve thousand oh, dollars congratulations yeah but i don't touch it because it stocks you know it's stock stocks, stocks uh all the stonks and also too it's like my retirement account and like twelve thousand dollars seems like a lot of money it doesn't actually but, it does uh, not like i have i have you can't I have 35k in student debt no, that you is can't not live a lot on that for a year <laughs> i have 35k in student debt that is not a lot of money i'm so sorry it's i want it to be you only have thirty five thousand dollars in student debt no i paid a lot of it oh. i paid i went to korea and lived overseas and my uh my apartment was paid for and so a lot of my money that would have been paid for in like residence went back towards paying for student loan debt so it's 35 now but that, that's not the point i uh <laughs> I recently okay well, can, can i tell <laughs> yes, you something tell about me. student debt really quick tell me. i just recently found out and this is like very exciting for me um but like i just found out several months ago <laughs> <laughs> that because this whole time since I graduated from college, like I graduated from college and some very friendly man called me on the phone and was like, listen, give me $500 and then we're going to enter you into this program where as long as your income stays under a certain amount, you don't have to pay anything on your student loans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's sweet. Here's $500. I found out a few months ago that that 
is a scam. Nice. So you just are $500 light. So I've never paid anything on my student loans, and they've just been accruing interest. About $30,000 worth of interest. That's, that's not funny, but it's also kind of funny. Like, did you never get, like, a notice in the mail that was like, yo... Are you going to pay us or what? Do I look like somebody who checks my mail regularly? I mean, at some point, like, your mailbox gets too full. You know, you know hey, that's the wrong question. No, I'll that's just the wrong say question. this. I'll just say nope, this. Nope. I, thought, I thought I was I good. Not, I will not do it. That's the wrong question. I thought I was good. This you were is a just, I just need to say, like, I need, I need Joe, I need Daddy Joe Biden to forgive our student Only loans. Only forgiven 10000 right now. <laughs> Welcome to Biden's America. It's that doesn't even cover my interest. It's progressive, but only like. But here's but the only thing, like Jay. Insurance. Like, okay, so I have so many friends, and they have been paying five hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. on their student loans. Yeah, and their student loans now are higher than they were when they started paying them off. I did this thing, and I didn't know we were going to so talk about. So why? Should I even give them money? So I did this thing where I actually, my student loans are subsidized. So my student loans actually have not gotten higher because the government pays my interest. Because I was poor. Is it because you're black? Well, I was black and poor when I was in school. <laughs> and they were like... Damn, I only got one of those. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you got to have two. Uh, but no, that's not the point. The point, the point that I was going to Oh, make. wait. Can I go and retroactively be like, hey, I'm trans? And then they'll give me a discount? <laughs> no, that's probably they'll probably make you pay more. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can kill people now, yes, though. But, exactly. You can go to the military... And kill, but like you have to really say at that part, you can't just go murder people because you're trans. I mean, it'd be dope if you could. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be the greatest preparations of all times. Like, well, we murdered enough of you. It's your turn. What? What? Yeah, as long as they're straight, you can kill them. <laughs> as long as they're straight, you can kill them. This as long as they're just completely straight. He's got the ticket to ride. <laughs> He's got the ticket to ride. Maybe that's the reparations that all right. we all needed. But that that wasn't the point that I was going to start off with initially. <laughs> Uh, so I recently had an experience that I have not had a chance to have because uh, you know I've I just got back from the barbershop, uh, which was like dicey. Um, I might have COVID. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking about it, but I'm a little oh, worried. Oh no! Uh, so like, okay, so you look great though. Thank you. Just for the 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 people at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jay looks fantastic. The, the barber did a great job. So if at least he'll die pretty. Oh god. Um. Nah. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I've i been to the barber a couple times before, uh, and every time I go, I'm like dicey about it. And what I've, I, I guess it's the, the barbershop experience is different, obviously, because of COVID. Um, but like, I have a beard and I have hair around my face that has to be cut. And so like, everyone who, who goes to the barbershop has beards and hair to be cut around their faces. So none of us wear masks. Uh, the barbers have a mask on. But you don't. But you don't while you're getting your hair cut. While you're waiting, if you're waiting, masks are on. So like, Okay. I've been going to the barber at like 10 in the morning, which is when they open. Cause like, it's just like barbers who all have on masks and then me getting the one dude in the shop getting his haircut at 10 in the morning. Cause nobody <laughs> is who has time at 10 o'clock to get their haircut. Most people are at work. I have the type of job where I can, you do. yeah, I'm going to have the type of job where I can be like, yo, uh, <laughs> I need an hour to go get my haircut. I actually have the type of job where I don't have to tell anyone that I just go get my haircut when I come back. Nobody's asking me shit. Cause that's the type of job I have. Um, it's like, oh wow, you look amazing since our lunch break yeah. like what what happens since 10 o'clock like don't worry about it i'm a master with these shears um but <laughs> i uh i so i had i've had that experience is different but i've had a barbershop experience yeah, for a very long time i recently just had uh, a beauty salon experience because i have i have i have oh. braids so like you know i 
have dreads uh, for people who can't see yeah. me. And I started off. You had to go to the loctician. Yeah. And so I started off like free forming where like I just let my hair dread itself and it got out of control. Uh, I have some dreads that are like made out of three different, different dreads and it's, it's terrible. <laughs> so I went to a loctician because they do, they do a whole thing where they'll sew it together and like, you know, basically combine it so it looks like uniform hair. And so my very first experience with that was about, I guess, three weeks ago. And it's different from the barbershop. <laughs> They're both black spaces in this case. So both black spaces, but I was mad uncomfortable in the beauty salon. I'm always I'm <laughs> uncomfortable in the barbershop too, but like I get, I, I gain comfortable after like a certain point. I never got comfortable in the beauty sure. salon. And it wasn't like, this isn't like a, a, a man versus woman thing. Really, it just boils down to, it was just the, the real difference was like at the barbershop is usually like a lot of 90s hip hop. The beauty salon was all 90s R&B <laughs> and 90s R&B is wild. <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> and I just never got comfortable because I was like, are, are we going to keep listening to Silk? Or is that what we're doing now? <laughs> it's just like, oh, is that Keith Sweat? Are we just all going to listen to Keith Sweat? And it's awkward because like, I can't hear Keith Sweat and not sing alone to Keith Sweat. And I- I'm just, it's, ladies are horny. I don't even think they're horny. I think they just really like listening to a dude be nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> especially black women unfortunately black women don't have a lot of black men be nice to them and it's just like i just realized that 90s r&b is just black men being really nice to women like hey are you are you tired <laughs> Did you you worked a long day sit down let me rub your feet it's like oh shit this never happens is it my birthday <laughs> no it was it was it was it was weird i gotta i gotta i have an uh, appointment tomorrow at 6 a.m um again you have an appointment <laughs> for your hair <clears throat> yes at 6 a.m yes i gotta go get my hair done at 6 a.m is the sun even out uh no but here's what's wild about the 6 a.m thing so last time i went i went in at like i feel like i got there at i want to say like 11 and i got home at 7 and a lot of that time was spent with me sitting under a, wait a hot like a dryer you got there at 11 a.m in a.m got home at 7 p.m yeah oh it's a lot of time my hair takes a lot of time That's- that's a long time. So I'm going at six because I have stuff to do at twelve, and I'm hoping I'll be done. And by so then. you're gonna be done it. You're you're gonna be done before dinner. I assume. I hope. I have stuff happening at twelve, so like this is just a a lot of what a lot of it was. She had to like go back through and actually plait my hair because it hadn't been plaited yet, so it still has the plaiting. You just can't see it as much because I have a bunch of new growth. Sure. So I think she just has to twist it in new growth. Uh, maybe sew some stuff together. Not sew, but it's more like a crocheting, I guess. But it's like a there's a whole thing that that that's done to like con- like help braids hold like grow together. Because uh, I have some braids that just are falling apart. So I am doing some back to back risky shit this week. Uh, went to the barber shop. <laughs> The best part about the beauty salon, though, is that, like, uh, and I feel like it's the difference, perhaps, between, like, my my experience difference between black men and black women. Barbershop, real loosey-goosey. Motherfuckers are just walking in with no mask on. The barber, at least, has been like, hey, man, put a mask on, because, like, he owns the shop, and he doesn't want to get, like, right. you know, tr- He's going to get fired. everyone else is just like, whatever. Like, you know what? Let's roll these dice. Except for me. I'm in the corner, like, mm-mm, put your mask on, bro. <laughs> um, like, hold on, hand me that straight razor uh, real quick. He needs to learn. But... <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the beauty salon, the door is locked. First of all, you can't walk in. Uh, yeah. If you you have to knock to get entry. When you knock to get entry, they come out with like a and take your temperature with like the little forehead scanner, which I know is women are better. Which I will say that scientifically, you're not going to stop COVID with a forehead scanner, but at least you're trying. And then when you come in, they're like, all right, so here's some hand sanitizer. You use the hand sanitizer, and that's so you can walk to the bathroom and then wash your hands again <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> with soap and water. And like they are, they're listening. You got to do a thirty second walk. 
massage and then you're in, <laughs> like you're in it. it's like a scrub down for like surgery and it's like i'm not i'm not touching any of y'all what are we at doing at the beginning honestly at the beginning of covid my my prediction was that all the men would die the super spreaders <laughs> the super spreaders would be men yeah you're correct and i was right yeah. i was right i was right men and young uh, people apparently uh and if you're a young man yeah. god we hate you you ugh. i mean just like wash your hands well, maybe i've just become more paranoid <laughs> as i've gotten older although uh, although i will say in the beginning of the uh, pandemic, uh, I I did eat an apple off the floor that uh, a sexy lady had spit out of her mouth. Okay, I mean that's that's what you paid for though. So I yeah, well I didn't pay. Oh. I was a performer on the same show, <laughs> so I didn't have to pay. Still, still a win though. That's <laughs> that's still a win. I, I had I f- but I did fly to San Francisco and then go to Oakland uh, <sighs> and then ate an apple off the floor that a lady spat out of her mouth in March of 2020. Yeah, it's wild because we flew in like the let like the last. Last week of February, because we were in Hawaii, and it's wild to me. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's wild to well, me. at least you didn't get stuck in Guatemala like some people. <laughs> <laughs> We were like jokingly saying, what if we get stuck in Hawaii? But we couldn't have afforded that. Like Hawaii was so expensive. Like we would have died. Yeah, because they have to like fly all of their spam over there. Oh my God. It's... They don't have a spam factory on we the island. We would have been living on spam usubi. It would have been... It would have been a sad, sad existence. You know what? I wish I could just wash away and never see again. These motherfucking um, QAnon people. Ah! So... <laughs> I, as somebody who has a QAnon neighbor, as we've talked about, I too wish that the rain would just wash away and like it's not gonna happen though it's not gonna happen anytime soon it's a bona fide cult it is first of all it's it's it is a cult and the weird part about it is how many members of congress belong to the q9 cult that's weird yeah, it's scary I, I mean, you could say it's weird, but I'm trying to be light. I'm trying to be light and and playful. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Obviously, um, it, it, okay. So this is relatively relevant. Uh, I, by the time you hear this, obviously, this is going to be slightly old because we live in the era. First of all, the news cycles haven't been as insane as they used to be in the last like two weeks, and it's it's wild. I think because people are tired. And, uh, it's because like, well, you don't have. Uh, They're like, oh no. Oh, there was a literal insurrection and no one got charged. I guess we just give like up. You don't have a well, you don't have an entire executive office that is attempting to like make headlines. I feel like that's the difference. But anyway, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, I've I want to get her name right because there's a whole thing that white people do to black people. Don't even bother. I want to get her name right though because it's this whole thing that uh, black people, excuse me, white people do to black people, and they're like, well, I can't say that that dumbass name, and I'm not gonna do it back to them because I'm better than that. And by better than that, I mean just uh, I'm part of the superior race motherfucker no i'm petty. kidding um, <laughs> it's just fun uh i am petty so marjorie taylor green was on is multiple and i say this as a person who has been hospitalized for psychiatric reasons she is fucking crazy yes and she was on the education committee of the house <laughs> what that's the part when? of this story. Well, not for very long because she got removed from the education committee. Uh, the House voted to remove her from all her committees because there's not one, not two. Wait, did she threaten to murder somebody again? No, she, there's just multiple videos of her being an asshole and spewing conspiracy theories. And she also threatened another congresswoman. Uh, I think it's Cori Bush from Missouri. I love Cori Bush. Cori Bush is fantastic. Her story is like awesome. And uh, first time congresswoman, freshman as well. 
Uh, and apparently they had a, I want to say a run in, but that requires Corey Bush to have done something other than exist and be in, in a space with a crazy person. So Marjorie Taylor Greene attacked Corey Bush as she was walking through the halls and was like yelling at her and has yet to apologize to her. Corey Bush had a whole statement. She was like, yeah, never apologized to me. Never said she was sorry. Uh, the long story I made short of this is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene denounced QAnon. Oh, did she? She has, she's denounced it. She says, and wait, let me. That's hilarious. Let me be the person to be accurate with the quote. So real quick. Now, I also, I also know I saw a video of her. This was before she became a legislator where she was, um, had a phone and she was recording herself (laughs) and she was walking through and she was trying to get the Muslim Congress women to swear on a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying they, so here's the thing though. Uh, you're swearing in doesn't have to be on a Bible. We, I talked about this during the inauguration. She's like, but no, but this is a Christian country, so it's got to be out of Bible. You can pick any book you want to. Other people have been sworn in on like... <gasps> Could I swear in on the fucking... Oh, my God. Could I swear in on, a, like, a copy of like uh can i swear in on a comic book yeah you 100 could the there's can i swear in on uh the first uh the first edition of um trans metropolitan so you know when i was like any book <laughs> I, I literally you cannot name a book that you can't swear yourself in i'm sure if it's like how to destroy america as a congressperson Wait, i'm pretty can sure you, but oh on the other thing can somebody would somebody be able to swear in on mine comp I mean, like, the political ramifications would probably mean they would get kicked out of office, but, like, you could. You, you're So, for for, inaugura- for swearing-in ceremonies, it's specifically for uh, inaugurations, you are allowed to pick any book you want. Uh, traditionally, the Bible is used, and that was established by George Washington uh, with as the first president. He swore himself, was sworn in the Bible, and because... Yeah, very moral guy. And because this is a country that... <laughs> <laughs> fucking a. and because this is a country that uh you know was founded by puritanical christians uh everyone when they want to prove how like truthful they're being put their hand on a bible and swear by it which is a lot like witchcraft but for some reason christians are cool with it but whatever we're not going to talk about that let's talk about q so marjorie Sorry. taylor green she re- denounced uh q she uh, so it says uh and I, I need to read this this as a sentence as recently as late last Please. year green had been an open adherent of the q ideology uh and in addition, she made comments on social media suggesting that some mass shootings were staged by supporters of gun control, that September 11th terrorist attacks was orchestrated by the government forces, and, and that a Jewish cabal had sparked a deadly California oh, yeah. wildfire. Yeah, all that stuff with a laser beam. She thought that Demi- she thought that Democrat uh, were the reason that the Las Vegas shooting happened, because yep. she was like, it's country music, and you know who hates country music? Democrats! <laughs> yeah. So here's what she said, and I wanted to read her statement. She said, I was allowed to believe things that weren't true. And she's asked, and people asked if she was sorry. She says, I'm sorry for saying all those things that are wrong and offensive. And I sincerely mean that. Does that sound like someone is like saying that they're sorry? No. Because she's just saying, I'm sorry for saying these. It's more like, I'm sorry that I said these things because now I'm being censored for it. And that makes me feel bad. No, because she knows that she's going to lose her job. Yeah. And then she 
first of all, I, hopefully it's, it's more to her. It, it's, it's one, it's like, like a half a step above, I'm sorry you were offended. Correct. And it really is just that. Um, and so she's saying she's denouncing all of this, that she just was misled. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how much I want to say, because I just also remember legal ramifications for myself. I don't agree with it, is what I'm here to say. I think she, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think you have a change of heart in a month. She was as late as November, like saying bullshit about Q, like QAnon theories. And then now like what, February. So like in three months, I don't think you're suddenly like you flipped that much. I just don't believe that. And I think what's happened is that she got scared. I don't know about you, but I had a whole bunch of points I was going to make about Marjorie Taylor Greene. The point that I want to drive home and the thing that I'm going to just really just uh, beat the drum on is that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene never... Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you dropped out again. I got so angry. (laughs) I got so mad. Okay. Marjorie Taylor Greene has still not... Well, first of all, hasn't apologized to Cori Bush uh, because... She did attack Cory Bush, yep. but really had she denounces according to her. She denounced well, according to her, and again according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, she doesn't believe QAnon shit anymore. Right. Um, and she's been removed from her committee assignments. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, but Marjorie Taylor Greene was on the Education Committee. <laughs> so a person who, <laughs> yeah, a QAnon, a QAnon was. <laughs> This close to making decisions about our education for our children. Uh, And like the education committee does a lot of surveys and studies and a lot of scientific work that I will be honest with you. I don't trust uh, Marjorie Telegreen to be around. I'm just going to say, I feel like after seeing, you know, I've definitely been involved. I've had far too much contact with uh, people in government than I've wanted to. Mm -hmm. In my life, uh, but I have uh, done a lot of things. In, in, you know, after, you know, 10 to 15 years of, of that, mostly mm. what I've realized is that, like, Congress and, and these people, uh, like, when they're like, oh, we're going to form a committee, like, they're just like, oh, who wants to help me with this poster board project for science class? Like, it's really <laughs> not, like, like, literally, they're just like, okay, let's just make, uh, okay, who can we help work on this? I'm going to, I'm going to counterpoint this. And I, here's my counterpoint. Uh, sometimes it is that case, but <laughs> when there are, no, when, when there is a, for instance, a commission to look into, uh, whether or not standardized testing, uh, adversely affects or disproportionately affects, excuse me, people of color, that's generally ran by like people on the education committee. Yeah. Or if we are talking about like, uh, you know, using, uh, critical race theory in the classroom, that's usually decided by people who are in the education committee and the studies to determine that that should be something we should or should not do all ran and all kind of, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, any bills that use that study as well, all of that, it comes from the education committee. So to an extent, it is kind of like a poster board project, but it's like if the poster board project had ramifications for the future for everyone. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But like (laughs) it's, it's, it has ramifications for like literal lives and and people's yeah. like future generations like american people americans but they yeah. treat it like it's uh you go like you go get board. a poster yeah. board like, at oh, walmart gonna... i'm gonna go print out some pictures yeah, it's, from it's not, ms paint it's not the most qualified typically it's just we are the ms uh, paint of governments 
I think it's it's I think a lot of times it's and and you can you can disagree if if you want. I think a lot of times the appointments are made based upon whether or not uh, this person and I guess their movement in the party. So like if you're a hot new up and comer, you're gonna get on a committee, sure. and it's always gonna be it's gonna be something that is uh like something that you have had conversation about before so for example uh marjorie teller green has had sound bites talking about education specifically about school shootings where she said they didn't happen and she said they were made up Ugh. and as a hot young republican and i don't mean that as in hot as an attractive i mean that as in like she's like i feel like popularity. my nose is getting more and more stuffed up the more we talk about her i feel like i'm just allergic to marjorie taylor green <laughs> I mean, you might be allergic to bullshit. Most people are. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much you can take. Uh, I will say this. So just so that we can have this for the record, Marjorie Taylor Greene gave this at a news conference when she was asked if she was truly sorry. This is what she uh-huh. said. I'm sorry for saying all those things that are wrong and offensive. And I sincerely mean that. However, she did not apologize to David Hogg, who she accosted with the cell phone. Uh, she did not apologize to Cori Bush. Um, and she still is opposed to gun laws. Um, and I feel like I got, I got dog whistled here because you hear what she said. She said, I'm very opposed to those matters. I'm very opposed to those policies, Green said. My voice matters too. And I got dog whistled as soon as I saw that. I was like, how dare you? Yeah, she totally pulled a white lives matter total thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I was it, like, as soon as I saw that, I was, I was like, this is a dog whistle. Difficult, angry, it's but, difficult for me because right. I'm like, hey, I was like, you know, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have more women in government? <laughs> no <laughs> yes but not not monsters uh, uh, uh because and- you know what but this is this is you know give it up for women give it up for women women yeah. can be monsters you no longer too. have to be good well, as you no longer have to be good uh, as women. It used to be like to be a woman in the government, you had to be the best, like the best of the best. You had to fight off like every other man and half of the of the women who were competing because the other half were at now home. Now you can roast. just show up with your and poster you just, board. You had to be the very best, the sharpest, the brightest. And now, now I feel like you can you can be a complete idiot and get into Congress, and that's progress, right? Right? Is this progress? I can't tell. But we'll be back uh, when we come back from break. Uh, so here's what we're going to talk about. Let's talk a little bit about QAnon as, uh, I guess, as a conspiracy theory cult. Hey, Fee Chatty here. You might know me from seeing comedy in Seattle in the before times or from Frowntown, the podcast you're currently listening to. Are you tired of the same old Zoom hangouts? Do you like weird shit? Are you tired of dolls staring at you with their dead eyes and saying nothing? If you answered yes or no to any of these questions, join me, Chatty, or more specifically, Declan the Doll, my doll per ganger and host of America's Hottest Doll Bar, the first doll-based Zoom venue in the world. Join us every Saturday night at 8 p.m. for open mics and showcases featuring comics, musicians, artists, and all sorts of weirdos. Being a performer or artist is not necessary to show up and enjoy. Our only ask is that you bring a doll. Don't have a doll? Sure you do. Draw a face on your finger. Put some googly eyes on a knife. Be creative. That's America's Hottest Doll Bar. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. Follow us on Instagram at America's Hottest Doll Bar for the Zoom link. See you there. Well, now I have hibiscus flowers. Welcome to Frown Town. Yeah, you know what's awesome? Uh, this has nothing to do with anything, and I'm not getting paid for it, but hibiscus flavored water from LaCroix, amazing. 
I've, Truly I keep, amazing. People keep telling me LaCroix tastes like hairspray. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> 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 exactly like hairspray like uh lightly scented hairspray it's delicious i That's cannot great. stop drinking well, it so i i thought about getting the Lacroix, but i actually have one of the bubbly ma- water machines oh nice where you inject bubbles into your water soda stream yes <laughs> and do you so like, so I, how long have you had it uh like two years uh, wow. But I had I had one a few years before that broke. So I've probably had one for a cumulative five years. Oh. Do you like well I assume you like it since you've had it for one for so long. Yeah, because like even though it ruins my teeth super bad, mm-hmm. now it I'm bad just like teeth. it just feels really nice to have bubbles in your water. Um it is like the problem I run into with LaCroix is uh this happens to me every time. It's like, I'll start drinking it, and I'll be like, this is the best. Why did I stop drinking LaCroix? And then I'll keep drinking it, and eventually it comes to a point where, like, you really can't drink more sparkling water than you drink flat water, because it's just too much, like, like gas yes, just being inserted says, into your body. you. Well, it's just too much gas being inserted into my body, and I'm just constantly, like, burping or farting and burping <laughs> and farting, and then I'll be like, I got to cut back on this LaCroix, and then I'll stop buying it, and then I'll go back to drinking just normal flat water, uh, and then I'll be drinking the normal flat water, everything will be sweet, and then all of a sudden I'll have a soda, and I'll be like, oh, shit, soda, and then I'll start drinking soda, and then I'll be like, I got to stop drinking the soda, man, and then I'll start drinking <laughs> LaCroix again, and it's a vicious cycle, and I'm back, and then every, like, year or so, I'm back, like, I'm back in LaCroix right now, it's been a year since I've been here, and I went through that cycle just now i was drinking jones soda and then i was drinking uh mexican colas and then i was like all right this these are bad for me they have way too much sugar i need to get something that has like bubbles it's not flat water that has some taste and i'm at Lacroix, and now i'm back and it's like god damn it i can't get away i can't it's okay i mean there are worse things you could be addicted to i suppose besides bubbles I mean, I, when you put it like that uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Before we went to break, we were uh, enjoying LaCroix, and we were also talking uh, about um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who Ugh. is a now disavowed member of the QAnon cult, I guess is what we're going to call her. Yeah, she is. She is. She doesn't believe. I think it she's anymore, just she's apparently. a she's an undercover agent right now. So she she denounced it, but she's secretly still like you remember when Jon Snow was like, "I'm no longer a member of the Night's Watch," and then he killed that one dude, and uh-huh. then he was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a wildling now. Let's Good. let's go let's go attack JK. Night's Watch." But then <laughs> secretly, under the, in his heart, he was like. I'm still a member of the Night's Watch. My watch hasn't ended. I feel like her watch hasn't ended is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She's she's still very much QAnon. I don't QAnon-ing. trust it. I don't trust it either. Uh, I don't I don't. Trust I definitely it. don't trust her in the education committee. <laughs> <laughs> Of like like Betsy DeVos was enough. We we suffered through that. I think we did, and we did it well. Uh, we're all dumber now. Um, and that that was gonna happen anyway. Let's just be honest. We were all gonna get dumber because uh, we live in America. But I honestly, I wish I could get even dumber. I gotta be honest with you. I look forward. I like you know how there are. It's like oh man, children are so smart. I don't. I I think I think we're about to get real dumb real quick. And I love, like smart children. I, I, I feel like when you think too much, it's it's painful. I I love all I do is think. It's like and how's your life going? It's why I don't sleep at night. I just 
I'm just up thinking like, oh my God, what if? Uh, exactly. What, what, like, like for instance, uh, real question that I actually have thought and is in my phone written down as a legitimate thought. Uh, how much human would have to be added to a Whopper before you noticed? I feel like a substantial amount. Like you could just have, it could totally be humans just in our Whoppers and it, it, we feel... would never... Okay, so here's the thing is that I think that I would assume it was pork before I assumed it was a person. Mm-hmm. Long pig. Shout out to uh, Woodhouse. <laughs> yeah, so like I would just... Um, and I guess obscure references. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I would definitely be more likely to assume that it was pork and then just not... It wouldn't yeah, be a problem. Like, oh, I, I just... So like I know because uh, I read I made the mistake of reading this book about uh, fast food and how many and the additives they put in it to uh-huh. keep everything. So like you know uh, if you it, like I've I've gone to Korea and maybe I've said this on the show before, but I've gone to Korea and I've walked into KFC in Korea and damn it if that chicken doesn't taste the exact same as it does here and it shouldn't <laughs> it shouldn't right. it like you if you were legit like making the chicken in Korea there should be some differences in the way it tastes the chickens there are different like and I'm not. Not saying that like like the climate is different for growing chicken unless you're shipping chicken in and to be able to get the chicken to taste the same and everywhere it should be a massively expensive national undertaking and it's not because they just add additives and they control flavors and they do the same thing like when you go to mcdonald's in uh korea or anywhere in the world you go to i went McDonald's to a mcdonald's in, in france and a mcdonald's in italy yeah and I'm, I'm gonna say though they tasted better there uh probably the freedom um <laughs> and well also in france in france they don't give Living you ketchup wages? for your fries they give you mayonnaise oh. it's great no, i love you. it it's so good too much mayonnaise for me. I I get like uh like when I make chicken salad and I have to like scoop mayonnaise into the bowl for the chicken salad. I like I like throw up a little bit in my mouth every it's time. It's just it, eggs. Like, it grosses me out. I know, but it grosses me out every time. Uh, th- there was a point I was gonna make here, and I'm I'm quickly losing it. Um, the the point I was making is that like uh everything kind of tastes the same everywhere. Um, and they they there's a obviously there's some changes to, for like you know cultural differences. Uh, like when you go to Korea, they're like oh it's a bulgogi burger, so it's it's a burger, but we put put bulgogi sauce on it um but it's, it's the same as like you know the mcdonald's everywhere else and i think that's that's that was kind of my my point with the thought is that like with flavor additives you literally could just put whatever you wanted into this food horses <laughs> humans anything and it would just taste the same we'd be like oh yeah this is cool and i was just wondering like could you do a full human patty and like flavor additive it enough because especially burger king because they do like the charcoal well, i'll like, say smoke this when, uh when i was a teenager and i went to cuba you mm-hmm. couldn't get a hamburger there Could you, uh, wait really yeah you well not they would have hamburgers on the menu but it was pork. yeah it was all pork because there were not that many cows on the island oh okay okay and they couldn't get a lot of cows because of like the embargo act so like uh, having a, a beef was like a very rare thing medium rare but <laughs> it was uh it wasn't oh god it wasn't, I uh, being on stage. <laughs> it wasn't a thing you so you know we would go yeah. and order hamburgers and it would be like huh this hamburger tastes a little different and then we learned why and it was because there was human uh, inside of oh no pork okay <laughs> <laughs> i okay so back on subject because i just realized i derailed us with that um so like the the thing that i will say about q i i read this article that i will share in the link 
Uh, excuse me, I'll put a link in the notes. Uh, the article is from the standpoint of a game designer, and it talks about this thing that exists in game design that makes sense once you talk about it, but the word is one that you may not be familiar with. It's called apophnia. And the thing about apophnia is that, uh, and V, stop me if I've done this before. I So full disclosure for people who are listening, uh, we've had multiple recordings. Uh, this because is the we second had... time we've described apophnia. Wait, did I, was I, reco- did, did I, did we lose that recording though? Or was that? I don't know. Was that, I don't know I if we no were idea. in the what times were we in between. I have no God idea. Damn it. And see, I'm gonna have to work to like put this together. That's what sucks about this for me. Um, just in <laughs> case I, just in case I feel like this was in the between times, right? Yeah. This was in the between times. I'm gonna cross my fingers to hope I was right. Um, I'll you. is the tendency to perceive a connection. <laughs> I don't believe in God. It's, 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 that's why I laughed immediately. It's like, I'm an atheist. What is that going to do? But anyway, it's the tendency to perceive a connection or meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things, right? And I, yeah. I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, so V, V. I, do, I know what it is. I have, ta- I have tarot cards. I know, but V, I need you, <laughs> I, for everyone else, I need, I need you to be, uh, will you be my Fred? Fred? Yeah, we're going to Scooby-Doo. You, you'll be Fred. All You're right. Blind. You got to be Fred. You need an ascot. Let me find it. Let me find it. <laughs> you have an ascot. <laughs> At the ready. I am impressed. Thank you it's so much really for having sw- an ascot. It's actually sweatpants. It's no one knew that until you said it. <laughs> Thank you. That You are the best Fred ever. Fred. <laughs> Yeah, what's right, up? So I'm just me. I'm not there's no black people in the Scooby Doo game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just I'm the Harlem Glo- I'm one of the Harlem Globetrotters, apparently, in one of the many episodes where Harlem Globetrotters come and hang out. So I'm like, hey Fred, uh check it out. We're looking for clues in this basement. I think someone got murdered here. Are there something in this basement we're looking for? Uh and I found I found Fred. Oh my god, Fred, Fred. I found these pieces of wood that are pointed like an arrow towards the wall. Oh. Fred, this has to be something. That's a clue. Blues. Pieces of wood don't just fall on the ground shaped like an arrow and point at walls. No, they wouldn't do that ever. No. And then another, th- Fred. Oh my God, Fred. So I found that. So I started looking around. I couldn't find anything with the wall. So I thought maybe something in the wall. So I started looking around and I found, I found, I found a sledgehammer. And I was like, why would there be a sledgehammer in a basement? Yeah. Why would there be wood point? We got to, we, Fred, Fred, we got to, we got to break open this wall. Obviously. <laughs> That makes right. so much sense. And then 15 minutes later, when you and I, uh, well, I guess I got shot and the cops were handcuffing you and taking you away. <laughs> no, they didn't handcuff me. They were just like, excuse just me, like, sir. Are you, you okay? Go and sit? Are you all right? Did You're this a good-looking blonde man. You? Are you sure that you don't need assistance? <laughs> um, <laughs> we find out that it was just all a coincidence. But because every single thing that got added onto that felt like too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence, we believed it was a thing. And that's apophnia. That is 100% apophnia. It's when we think that there's a connection or meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things because it's too much of a coincidence oh. to be a coincidence. So what you're saying is it's like being on LSD, but without the fun part. Yes. <laughs> yes. And apophnia is also the point. This, I, I, I recently had an apophnia experience, but it was less you know, like your example and more like I was convinced that if I didn't put on Bob's Burgers on my computer that everyone mm-hmm. in the room was going to die. Wait, was this before you came? Like, well, are we telling people that you, you came and played with uh with my puppy? Uh, are we telling people that? Yeah, this we are interesting now. Because, what, did this happen uh, like in the last weekend or so? Yeah. Did it freak you out then when you came by and I was watching Bob's Burgers? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was like. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Like, did that freak you out? Because like it freaked me out a little bit. I was like, wait, what do you mean Bob's Burgers? Like, was this after you left or before? I mean, okay. it also, you know, the thing was is that I never actually could get Bob's Burgers because I don't know if you've ever tried to use a laptop uh-huh. on acid. No, um, I, I've never. I I put my laptop away. Like, other than really video games. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. And I couldn't make the Wi-Fi work. And then I think I actually blocked myself from the Wi-Fi because I hit the wrong button because I couldn't really see what was happening because you can literally see every single pixel. It's a lot. I had a weird shroom trip playing video games. Uh, yeah. And this was in the last year or so. So I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with my laptop. During- <laughs> For anything more, like if I'm smoking weed, I'm fine. But every after that, it's like let's you know, just put this see, away. What you really want to do? I, I, a lot of people, I think, I feel like if you're, you know, if you're the type of person like me, where you're missing, uh, you know, the surround sound of a movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, with that big screen, and you really don't have, you know, a big screen or the money to yeah. find a big screen. Also, uh, the next best thing you can do is what you want to do is you want to find your favorite horror movie, mm-hmm. watch it on whatever device that you watch it on, but like two hours beforehand take like five hits of acid because then what you're going to have is you're going to have a a surround sound uh horror experience and yeah yeah it sounds horrific (laughs) you know just 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 fucking drop in fucking put mandy on your iphone and just i mean do i have a night have a night. It'll be. Do I, I really want to have my heart explode? Is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's me checking out for the rest of my life, not just for the night. Like I'm done. It's, uh, but <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna say because it's a thing I do. At least I used to do when I was uh, younger and much poorer. I would like put headphones on, so that's just surround sound, like sure. you know, inner, ear, earbuds, and then take my laptop and like uh, lay in bed and put it on my chest. Yeah, and like. Sit with it yeah. like right in front of my face yeah so and you, that can was warm, my, you can warm up your heart yeah that was my yeah it was my IMAX I can get all that radiation right into my chest I have, like, <laughs> just all the cancer I'm probably gonna have breast cancer actually <laughs> but I used to do that I did that for for a while and then all of a sudden like I noticed that like uh, like I, I swear like the part of my chest where I was doing it was getting darker I did it for a yeah, long period of time you're not yeah. supposed to do that <laughs> <laughs> you're not even supposed to have your laptop in your lap i found out it's actually yeah, uh, it, it makes super your bad for your lap it makes your well, sperm not, swim like swim dumb yeah i'm not trying to yeah i kind of want that i'm not trying to have kids but uh let's go back to q because i feel like we we need to talk about it and we don't have a lot of time left we have spent a lot of time uh, uh, maybe their parents all maybe their parents all had laptops in their lap <clears throat> one can only hope I want to read this paragraph because I thought I thought this was like a really good paragraph and I liked it and I think it, it's you made a really good point the first time we did this and I want <laughs> I want to I want you to make that point again. I was like everyone should read this article if they think they might be uh, falling for QAnon if they might be into QAnon. And you were like you can't reason <laughs> with no people you can't. who are QAnon. <laughs> yeah, so for everyone who's not a full on Q head, this article is gonna make complete sense. <laughs> You're gonna be like holy shit, why would anyone fall? for this for everyone else you're gonna realize that you're this is if you are into QAnon you're not gonna realize this is stupid but uh here's what I'll read it says uh, QAnon grows on the wild misinterpretation of random data presented in a suggestive fashion in a malu designed to help their users come to the intended misunderstanding guided apophenia is a better phrase guided because the puppet masters are directly involved in hinting about the desired conclusions they have preceded the conclusions they are constantly getting the player lost by pointing out unrelated random events and creating a meaning for them that fits 
fits the propaganda message that they are delivering or that Q is delivering. There's no reality here, no actual solution in the real world. Instead, this is a breadcrumb trail away from reality, away from actual solutions and towards a dangerous psychological rush. It works very well because when you figure it out yourself, you own it. You experience the thrill of discovery, the excitement of the rabbit hole, the acceptance of a community that loves and respects you because you were convinced to connect the dots yourself, you can see the absolute logic of it. This is the conclusion you arrived at. And that is how a lot of QAnon works. It's look at this thing. And when you talk to people who believe either in QAnon conspiracies or in like some of the deeper, uh, my personal favorite one that I've had the most discussions about when I say personal favorite, I mean, like I hate it and I never want to talk about <laughs> it again, but it's, it's the one where like, uh, black people will tell me that, that we're, we're the, like, we're, we're the Israelites and. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh my God. Like that fucking, there's, there's a, uh, there's a comedian that, and I, I, I had to pause. Cause I almost shaded him as a comedian. He's all right as a comedian, but as a person, he believes some fuck shit. There's a comedian that, that believes that, that, uh, I'm, I, I'm Instagram follower, mutual Instagram followers with not a friend anymore, uh, that we've had <laughs> like, uh, the type of argument over Instagram that, uh, really should have never happened. One of us should have been irresponsible and been like, this is stupid. Why don't we just not talk to each other? <laughs> One of us should have been responsible, but neither of us were. Was oh, is that like uh, there, isn't that the, the there's like a group of sort of conspiracy theorist folks, and they think they like yell at Jewish people. They're, they're like, "We're the real Jews." Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to laugh because I feel like that would be very scary if you're walking down the street and somebody it is. was like, "Hey, Jewish person, you're not really Jewish. I'm the Jewish one." It is because I've had a white person tell me that they were the real blacks. I've had that happen. What? <laughs> you described a real situation. I've had a white person boldly look me in the face and be like, the white man's the black person in America now. And I was like, oh no. I don't know how to tell you that that's not true. <laughs> that's horrible. But also uh, and, and hilarious asked, in retrospect. When you asked him why, I was like, he's like, like why you say that? He's like, well, look at all these men, like powerful men getting taken down like harvey weinstein i was like you mean rapist <laughs> I look up, so like now white men can't be rapists and that's that's being yeah, black you in know America. back in my day you could rape anyone you wanted really i feel like they would just saying, let you do it he was just like the laws don't apply oh, no the laws apply to white people now how dare they it's how what dare they did like. you know jay did you know the irish were slaves too oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Right. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. These people exist. Sorry, uh, I put real. on this ascot and I just just ran amok. That's what you did. <laughs> just you know, if you could, you don't, you couldn't feel my jaw clench when you said that. I got so angry. I was like, you know what? <laughs> It's like you know what I, I will fight you. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sick of hearing that, and it's never from an Irish person. Never an Irish person. It's always just some rando white person. Well, like, well no, Irish. what it is, what is it, what is what it usually is? It's American Irish people, which I have to say, even Irish people, Irish people in Ireland really dislike American Irish people. They think that we are terrible, and they're right. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I, I saw The Departed. <laughs> I, I'm, like I said, I'm going to put a link in the notes to this specific uh, analysis of QAnon. If you are, maybe you haven't had any exposure to any of this, or maybe it's a little bit new. But I think the thing that's interesting about this, that it makes another point, is that this is not the only Anon that exists. QAnon is one of several Anons, including FBI Anon, QAnon, wait, and Q was just, yeah. This what, is not Wait, the, like other... <sighs> cults other so q anon is this belief or it's it's based upon this dude named q who's dropping all of these hints throughout yeah it's like, weird they call him like q drops which is like it sounds right. gross honestly they're just like he's like he's like he's like straddling over wanna, his congregation just yeah, like fucking just like yeah you want to drop you want to drop and they're like yes daddy yes daddy uh, please Q-drop. give me the drop <laughs> <laughs> Two drops could also be like a delicious cough drop. Like it could also be made from Quincy Jones. Like it's Quincy Jones ground up, and you, you it, I don't know why I it works. I like him. I don't know why it works. I love Quincy Jones. I don't want to kill him. <laughs> I don't want to kill him for cough drops. But if he were to be made into cough drops, they would be called Q drops. Did you know that back anyway. <laughs> uh, in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, uh, one of the major med- medicinal things for rich people was ground up mummies. I can believe that. Like a bunch of mummies were imported into America and the and like Europe from that's that sounds Egypt, like exotic, yeah. And white people ground them up and then made them into medicine. That's because they exoticized uh, like people of color. Like that's anyway. I, I that just made me upset too. So uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I guess that we'll we'll close with and is I'm gonna read one more excerpt because I like it as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's let's see i feel like i'll read here the difference is that uh with manufactured that manufactured connections lead to the desired conclusions that q's handlers have created when players arrive at the correct answers they are showered with adoration respect and social credit correct is in air quotes obviously it's not correct yeah. uh, like a teenage role player the correct air quotes answer is the one that the group respects the most and makes the story the most enjoyable the idea that bolsters the theory the correct answer is the one that provides the poster with the most credit it's like a darwinian fiction lab where the best stories and the most engaging and satisfying misinterpretations rise to the top and are then elaborated upon for the next version. Even QAnon was only one of several Anons, including FBI Anon, CIA Anon, etc., etc. Q rose to the top, so it got its own YouTube channels. That tested, so it moved to Reddit. The theories that didn't work disappeared while others got upvoted. It's AI with a groupthink engine. The group, led by the puppet masters, decide what is the most entertaining and gripping explanation and that is amplified. It's a slender man bored gone amok it's like fan fiction it's like okay remember when like slender man was a thing and then those two little girls murdered the other little girl yeah it's like that but with adults and it's millions of people (laughs) right that's exactly what it's saying and then like uh you remember the arrow uh when when you were fred well you're still fred but uh remember we were like i'm still yeah i've still got the ascot yeah you're still fred so like remember that arrow uh so that wasn't an arrow on the ground it wasn't pointing at a clue in the wall it was just random wood yeah we didn't discover an arrow we created it uh it's a tulpa yeah we saw the random pieces of wood we applied our intelligence to it and then it became an arrow and i think the thing that people need to remember whenever someone confronts you with excuse me a story even if they have data is whether or not they are creating the story in the data or if they're discovering it yeah so like i used to work at this yoga studio and i also used to shower there a lot because my shower didn't always work and one of the tiles 
had um, a face in it and it looked like Batman. And I used to get really nervous because it looked like Batman was watching me shower. And kind of hot, but whatever. I mean, yeah, it was like I'd hot, nervous. It. But like, I don't always want Batman there. And so, but I knew that I was creating the Batman. The Batman wasn't really there. Right. So these people are just like, no, Batman really is there and watching me shower and also is running a pedophile ring and drinking baby blood to sacrifice to Satan. Well, and, and again, <laughs> the the key here is is uh, whenever you talk to someone who is deeply entrenched in this type of conspiracy theory, they typically have something that resembles uh, proof, but it's just random data points. Yeah. I also, too, I want to remind people that, like, I don't know if you guys remember that whole, like, satanic panic thing, but we are currently in a second version of that, and it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah, that's that's actually very true. So watch out, because they're gonna start legislating based <laughs> on this shit. There's already QAnon legislators, which we've already talked about. They uh, already which... are QAnon legislators, but they're already legislating based on uh, pedophile ring conspiracy theories even before QAnon was yeah, a thing. They've been legislating true. on that for years, which, you know, FOSTA and SESTA are a direct result of that. Yeah. And so we're just going to see more of that if people don't actually start to look at this stuff critically. And it was very, it's it's nice now that people are starting to recognize that people like QAnon and other groups are using the fear of human trafficking as a, a hook. Yeah. Uh because back when I first started doing this sort of advocacy work, when I would talk about it, people would be like, oh, so you just think that children should be raped? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and it's... No, no, I don't think that that should happen. I just think that there's a lot of people out here who are making a lot of money off of your fear and your ignorance. Yeah, that's actually very true. Uh, with that in mind, V, we have to wrap. Um, Woo! Actually, we're just wrapping because of time. It has nothing to do with what you said. Uh, we have to wrap <laughs> time. Uh, v, if people want to contact you because you're awesome and you're the best Fred they've ever known. I'm such a good Fred. Um, I gotta tell you, you are the best Fred. Uh, how can people contact you so they can they can get a little taste of this Fred? If if you're willing to give out taste. If you want to see my ascot, I'm gonna take a picture of it <laughs> and I'll post it on Twitter. You can find that um, at vchatty. That's V-E-E C-H-A-T-T-I-E on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um... What else? Hot yeah. ass Scott pictures. Hot ass Scott. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if you're saying hot ass Scott or hot as Scott. Yeah. 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 Who Clever. knows? All right. Um, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at adjective underscore J. Uh, you can contact the show at Frowntown Pod, uh, both on Instagram and Twitter. You can also call the show. Our number is 425-224-7621. That's 425-224-POC1, as in I am the number one POC. <laughs> I'm still claiming it. No one has told me I am not. No one has been like, hey, bro, you can't say I'm that. I'm not going to challenge so until, you. Until someone tells me I can't claim to be the number one person of color, I I'm the number one person of color. Uh, I feel like I, I, I feel like <laughs> you're theoretically I lose you're that. You're the tallest POC that nope, I know. Not true. <laughs> oh, that you know. That okay. I know. <laughs> Unless you said the tallest, like nope, there are the entire NBA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them. Uh, a lot of NBA players way taller than me, but I'm still number one. That's what counts. Uh, I don't know what I'm number one in, but I'll make up a category and I'll be number one in it. So just remember, <laughs> the show number is four two five two two four POC one because I am 
am the number one PLC uh, in charge. (laughs) Uh, V, this was dope. Thank you for thank you for being here. First of all, Uh, oh hey, yeah, you know it. You, I need I need you to be Fred more often. I I feel like the ascot needs to come back. I'll bring it back. I'll get like like a real. I like that you you, like clutched your ascot. You're like oh, like there's so many expressions that we're missing here. This is such a good look for you too. Like I don't know if you've been thinking about rocking an ascot but it's a really good look for um you. i mean i am now yeah you should uh, maybe not maybe not sweatpants as an ascot but like <laughs> this look is this is a good look for you <laughs> um, i have real scarves that's i know you do uh come on um also to everyone who's listening thank you for listening uh we will be back actually on friday but for yeah, now oh and you know what you can you can also find us uh at frowntown pod on twitter yep. and on instagram and yep. on twitch oh we are on twitch that's right yeah we're on twitch that's I gonna be a thing i didn't soon. upload any of the recording from so well, i didn't record any of we'll the show it. from uh yeah but we'll, we need to upload some stuff uh we'll upload stuff on twitch we also Just follow um, us there just follow us also i mean like uh i i know that we have played around with the idea of like actually maybe producing sketches so yeah maybe follow us on twitch tv maybe that's where we drop those yeah you maybe, never so, know maybe one of us has a 4k camera and a whole bunch of recording equipment and lighting equipment and maybe <laughs> one of us wants to do something with it i don't know maybe <laughs> both of us wants to do something with all that equipment who knows Hell but keep yeah. an eye out uh we might have some shit we might not i this is just me putting pressure on myself to do stuff and i need it i need the creative juice pressure we'll, we'll see how it works out at least until like uh, i guess comedy comes back i'm rambling all right we're out uh v real quick did you yeah I, d- did i tell you i got my uh the fcon vinyl i came it came in the you, mail it came it. in the mail oh uh, it's sick it's so nice. sick That's amazing. Uh, i don't know if they still have them but check out fcon's uh band camp they are and if they don't have them uh email them and demand more vinyl yes ask for more vinyl uh it's super sick the artwork is dope it looks really good on the vinyl cover i'm actually very happy with it we're displaying it in our home with all the rest of our vinyl records <laughs> beautiful <laughs> like like the bougie people we are <laughs> <laughs> uh that's it for us uh for now we'll leave y'all with fcon peace bye